Let's be real, I'm unqualified at best, but I'm taking this year to challenge my fears and seek out authenticity through conversation and hopefully some daring vulnerability. The goal, I'm not really sure yet, but I hope to come out of 2022 more connected to myself and my friends and my faith. Welcome to a year of holy interruptions. Come journey with me, or you know, don't. It's really up to you. The human brain is amazing. <laughs> I have been sitting in my room packing up my life into a massive suitcase in silence. And I have just been thinking, and if you had asked me if my room was quiet, I would have said 100%, there wasn't any noise, I was sitting in silence. In the middle of me sitting and packing up my life, I realized I haven't recorded an episode for my podcast for tomorrow. And I got all of my equipment ready and I set up, and all of a sudden I hear noise everywhere. I hear the cars on the highway and the fan in my room and the AC vent going off in the living room and the kids outside. And suddenly all of the silence I was experiencing is very present because my brain has understood that I now need to pay attention to something I wasn't paying attention to before. And because I hadn't needed the information before, I hadn't registered it, even though it was 100% as present then as it is now. Wow, I just, God's creation astounds me. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Anyway, welcome back to Holy Interruptions Podcast. My name is Sarah Spasic, and I go on long rants about many things. I have a lot of ideas about the world. I'm very inspired by God's creativity and his creation and I can talk about random things for a very long time and so I created a podcast to be able to do that in a edited cleaner version than me just spurting out random facts to my friends. I still do that. My friends can tell you that but I think I do it a little bit less because I have more of a intentional outlet for it. But today I want to talk about friendship and we've talked about friendship on this podcast before. This is definitely not the first time I have dived into the topics of relationship and whatnot, but I want to talk about it in a little bit of a different way than I have before. I'm currently reading the book Find Your People by Jenny Allen and I am going to be straight up just talking about this book and specifically her chapter titled Close. I think it's chapter five. Yes, chapter five. And I'm on pages 79 through 81 if you have the book and want to follow along. And I'm really just going to be talking about what I'm learning from Jenny Allen. So she has a podcast and she has a lot of books that you can read and she's a very wise person. And I have been really lucky to have spent the last two months really reading Get Out of Your Head and now find your people. And I wanted to share what I've been learning through her works with you. So one of the things I am very guilty of is defining loyalty for other people. And what I mean by that is that I have decided what loyalty means for myself. And then I assume that other people will fulfill or live into that definition. And 
I think I have defined loyalty as being all in, 100% of the time, up for whatever, won't kind of let go of you, like just kind of like in the trenches with you no matter what. And I think that that is an improper definition because we are not intended to be all in for everyone or even all in for several people. We don't have the capacity to do that because we are made to be all in for Jesus. And so there are parts of us that God has uniquely made us to be to fulfill the spots in other friendships, but we are not meant to fulfill all of the needs of one individual. Even in marriage, I would go so far as to say, which take with a grain of salt, I'm not married. (laughs) But I think we are all intended to have different friends fill different spots in our lives and through a community of people we kind of get the different aspects of what we need in others and in friends and so in her book find your people jenny allen is kind of defining the different types of people to look for in your life and i'm just going to walk through what those different roles are as she has identified them and then kind of give my own perspective in it The first person she talks about is the sage. And I call this more of a mentor figure. This is someone who is going to give you advice. They are really wise. They have different life experiences um, than you do and are very prayerful and very invested in knowledge and wisdom. And I see the sage as being someone often who is an old soul or older than you, either or, and oftentimes kind of has this like safe wisdom, I guess. I don't really know how to describe it, but they're a person that you can ask stupid questions to and they'll give you a genuine answer and they'll add on to their answer with like knowledge and wisdom. And it's not just kind of words spurting out of their mouth, but they have good advice and they have logic behind the way they think and this is one of my favorite type of friends because I am I'm a very logical person and so when I have a problem and I go to people with a problem and then they respond with oh here's a potential solution and here are the you know pros of that solution and the cons of that solution and I love going to a sage type figure when I don't know what to do and they have the experience or the bandwidth to see multiple options and to use logic and and wisdom to explain what the options are and what they would recommend. So I feel like the sage is a bit of a problem solver, mentor combination, and that is the first of six friends that are listed in this book. The second is the encourager. This is the cheerleader, as I call it. Oh, ironically, that's exactly what Jenny Allen writes under the encourager title. She says, this is the cheerleader. The encourager is someone who is like, got your back and is just here to cheer on your ideas. You say you wanna do something, they are all about it. They're like, yes, you should do that. They're really just looking at life and um, seeing the positive things and are really just like on your side to help you feel the positivity and the power to do what you want to do. They're the people who will really 
walk with you in that and support you in that and I don't I don't know I feel like the encourager is a definition in and of itself <laughs> but just very supportive very encouraging and believes in you and your abilities and the next one uh, the third one is the foxhole friend as she defines it I call this like the yes friend or the in the trenches friend kind of a combination of that so I'm gonna read what Jenny Allen wrote in her book on page 80 she says this is just a good companion this friend gets their hands dirty with you if you have an idea they are all in they will fight for you and fight beside you I have a friend Jenny Jett Barrett who calls herself a dream defender and has helped along almost every dream I have ever built your foxhole friend might not use words to express what you mean to her, but she'll be right beside you and sharing whatever trouble you get into. And I feel like this type of friend is the kind that is just, they stick through it. <laughs> I love how she calls herself a dream defender because I think that's what this foxhole friend is. It's someone who sees the potential in you, who sees the idea, who sees the brainstorm and helps you brainstorm and create what you are looking for and they're just on your side ready to make it happen. They're activators and they are all about getting you to where you want to be and supporting you in that and being in the rough patches of getting you from A to B because it sounds so nice like oh I'm, I'm here and I'm gonna be there and like that's the dream but like the reality is is that it's not just this nice little trail uphill um with maybe a little you're a little out of breath it's no like getting from a to b is like going through trenches and up um you know you might have a nice little walk through the valley for a minute but then all of a sudden you're on a steep incline and it's not easy it's not simple and the fox hill friend is there for all of it and are reminding you of what that dream is of why you're doing what you're doing and really just supporting you in it and saying like yes to being there with you then you have the fourth type of friend, and this is the challenger, as Jenny puts it. This is a friend who is going to say it like it is. They're going to see your ideas and go, mm, maybe not. <laughs> and the challenger can be a hard friend to have, but they're so important and they're really, really good for you. And it's funny because challengers are going to look different for, for someone who's homebody the challenger might be pushing you to go and adventure and be spontaneous and really push you in that direction and for someone who's all spontaneity the challenger is going to be someone who's going to push you to be responsible it's the type like the type of challenger is very different depending on what type of person you are and so each like each of these different categories they look very different for everybody there's you don't necessarily fit into one category you can be any of these different roles for different people but i think every person should be seeking out one of each of them but the challenger is someone who is really going to like fight for you when you might not be fighting for yourself and they're going to fight for the best in you and oftentimes the challenger will see the potential in you and they'll see that oh if only you would xyz then you would you would be getting to where you want to be better they're there to make you better they're going to tell you the hard truth they're not going to let you just sit and wallow they're going to push you and they do it out of love and yeah a challenger can be a hard friend they're not the 
people you're gonna turn to immediately after a breakup. <laughs> you're gonna go to the, probably the encourager immediately after a breakup, but they're the person you're going to go to maybe a month out where they're gonna come into the room and they're gonna say, okay, you've been wallowing. Let's get you up, let's, let's help you out, you know? Um, and they're gonna challenge you to move on and start taking those steps of healing. So that's the fourth one. The fifth one is the fun one. We love this friend. This is the friend who helps you go and just do whatever it is that brings you joy. That might be hiking a mountain. It might be inviting you on spontaneous adventures. It might be taking you mini golfing. It might be showing up at your house and watching a movie. There are all sorts of different ways to have fun and that's different depending on the person, but their role in your life is someone who sees a bad mood in you, interrupts it, and kind of points you in the direction of joy. And something I've been learning recently is the power of rejoicing. I've been reading through the Psalms and I've been trying to read a Psalm a day and so often it says rejoice in the Lord, rejoice, or rejoice in creation, or see how the creation is rejoicing in God and in like the roar of the waves in the ocean and all these different parts of creation are rejoicing. And I've been thinking about how easy it is to walk through life complaining where instead we're called to rejoice. And so I think having this fun friend is there to help remind you to rejoice in the life you have, rejoice in the God who loves you, rejoice in the friends you have built up and the gifts you have been given and kind of get out of a bad mindset or an attitude and kind of point you back towards that posture of celebration and rejoicing. And that is the fun friend. And then we come to the last one, the sixth one. And this is the planner. I like to call this the mom friend. And this is the friend who will remember random things. They might take you to the hospital if you're sick. They will start planning your birthday party. They will follow up with you. They might bring you baked goods. They're gonna be the one kind of taking care of you when you're not doing so great. And they're the friend who just kind of fills in that role of mom when you're not living at home with a mom anymore. There are times for all of us when we just need a mom and sometimes mom is really far away or sometimes the relationship with mom isn't a positive one. And so having your biological mom can be really tricky, but having the mom friend that fills in that nurturing, caring, planned, organized role is really important in friendships and, and to fill in that need that we have to be taken care of. And so those are the different friend categories that Jenny Allen talks about, the sage, the encourager, the foxhole friend, the challenger, the fun friend, and the planner or the mom friend. And I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think one person can be each of these categories to different people. I think that in some friendships, I have been the sage. In other friendships, I have been the planner. In other, I've been the challenger. And in other, I've been the encourager, the foxhole friend. I think, I think depending on the season and different friendships, I have played different roles and I am positive that you have too. So this isn't like a personality test to see what kind of friend am I? Um, you might find yourself leaning into one more than the other and have more tendencies in that way, but it really just depends on the person who you are being a friend to. And 
I was so encouraged in reading this to think through who my close friends are and which roles they fill. Um, not that any role is wrong or that, oh, I already have a sage, so I don't need that friend anymore because they're also a sage, you know. I'm not saying to get rid of your friends, but it might be helpful to go through an audit of your closest friends, of your people, and to see what are the areas and the categories I'm missing. Like, am I lacking on an encourager? Like, I have someone who's challenging me and I'm growing and I'm getting better and I, I have someone who's making sure I'm having fun, but no one's encouraging me. No one's speaking into my life and positivity and just believes in me and like that's their their thing and so that can be helpful to kind of see oh yeah I'm I'm missing that and then kind of look for that in other friendships or even to articulate that and hope for that um and I think the the key thing that I'm taking away having read this is that we are not ever meant to be all rules we are not meant to be the sage and the encourager and the foxhole friend and the challenger and the fun one and the planner because we can't. We can't even be that much for ourselves. We can't fill all those needs for ourselves, let alone other people. One other person, let alone multiple other people. We aren't made to fill that. We're just made to be one little piece at a time for different people. And in different seasons, there will be different friends that you're closer to than others and that's okay and I just have been really encouraged reading this and I think the important thing that she's talking to in this chapter it's titled close and she's talking about the importance of proximity and the importance of having people who fill these roles who are near you because it's kind of like what I was saying about having your planner friend or your mom friend you might need your mom or your mom figure in your life but your mom might be thousands of miles away. I know mine is. My mom cannot just immediately, you know, I'm if I'm having an emergency or something, she can't just drive on over and be there in a minute. It would take at least 13 hours for my mom to get to me um, if something were to happen. And so having this role be someone proximate is very important and it makes a huge difference because those are the people who are doing close life with you. And it might not seem like, a huge thing like I can Marco Polo and FaceTime and have all these different ways to stay close to my friends who are long distance and friends who know me dearly and very well and who understand me like they can fill these roles in some ways but they can't fulfill it in the same way that people in approximate setting can. I love building traditions with friends and something I love to do is just like schedule a time to meet and to gather and something I really hope I can have in my life is a backyard or a porch or a set aside area where people can just show up and we can be present there and it's it's not focusing on phones it's not focusing on tv or anything it's just being together, being connected, and um, I don't currently have that space. I have lived in a house with a lot of girls, and so we've we've not really opened our house as a open door policy because there are so many different people, and we all have various needs for solitude and and whatnot. And so, if six of us are all inviting friends over, it becomes a very packed house very quickly. But one of the things I like about what Jenny Allen does in this book is talks about ways that you can build closeness in proximity 
without it being in your home. And my favorite thing that she says is invite a friend to run errands with you or to walk to the vending machine at work or um, to walk your dog together or to go on a walk together. And I really like this idea because I am always running errands and I do them alone a lot, but my friends are also running errands. And what if you made a schedule to do your weekly Target run or Aldi run or whatever your grocery store of choice is? What if you made the commitment to like do that run with a friend and that's your catch up time because you're both having to do that anyway? What if you did that together and like that can be a really easy way to build closeness to build regular connection in if you don't have a home where you can invite someone into the home because so i think that can be a barrier for people sometimes is oh i don't have a space therefore i can't have this like hospitable close relationship and that's just not true so that's something I've been learning from Jenny Allen. Like I said, everything I've said in this episode has been inspired directly from her book, Find Your People. I cannot take credit for any of the content of this podcast episode, but I wanted to share it because it's been what, because it's what I've been learning and it's what I'm in the process of understanding and making sense of. And this is what this podcast is. It's just a series of facts that I've learned or lessons I'm in the middle of understanding and things that God's teaching me and other Christian authors have um, made sense of and are sharing and I am not an original person. (laughs) I am uniquely created and I am one of God's original handiworks, as cheesy as that sounds, but a lot of what I share on this podcast is inspired by other people and I love that because I'm able to be part of the conversation. I'm just building off of what people have said before and I hope I hope that someone here listening hears what I am building off of Jenny Allen and then they take the next step to have a conversation with another friend about what they've heard on this podcast and they build off of what I've said. And I hope that you are encouraged and that you hear this and want to talk about it with someone. I hope that you are sharing it. I would love it if you shared this episode with someone or shared an episode that has made a difference to you with someone and you carried on the conversation because that's how we build community is conversation and and this can be maybe a topic starter, a conversation starter maybe. You can be like, hey, can you listen to this and tell me which kind of friend I am to you? Or I don't know, maybe that's dangerous. Maybe be careful with that, but (laughs) I don't know. I hope that this is a way for you to kind of get a little audit of your community and help you get a very realistic sense of what your needs are, how they're being met or how they aren't, and how you can adjust or adapt accordingly. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, it is a joy to come on and talk to you all. I love hearing your feedback, your comments on Instagram, your reviews, all sorts of different things. It is fun to know that this is a community. I'm not just talking to a phone, but really I know that I am talking to so many of you who are listening and it's just a joy to know that this is a way for me to connect to you. So if you would like to connect back to me, you can find me on Instagram at, oh, I almost forgot my handle, at s.spacic or at Holy Interruptions Podcast. I want to hear from you. I would love to connect to you so you can find me on there. And with that said, I will see you with a whole new episode next week.